0: Hello there, friends. Thanks for joining me once again on the Thriving Pastors Podcast. I'm Michael Spivey, your host, and uh, today is episode number seven, and I wanted to talk about the subject of encouragement. We all need encouragement. Uh, it's just part of how God created us, and um, it's so funny, I was thinking about uh, this subject and uh, my mind went back some 20 plus years ago now when I worked at a church with a, a guy named Jim who, you talk about uh, an encourager, Jim was the best encour one of the best encouragers that I've ever known. You know, I'm sure you remember the scripture about David that he encouraged himself in the Lord. There was one particular morning when I was in my office. Jim was in his. We were, uh, we were right across the off the uh, hallway from one another, and I see Jim on the phone, and I hear him, and he says, "Hey, Jim, this is Jim. I just wanted to call and encourage you today. I wanted to tell you what a valuable employee you you are, and I want to tell you what a great job you're doing. Just want to touch base with the Jim." This is Jim, and we'll talk to you later. (laughs) And so I walked over there. I said, Jim, who were you talking to? He said, I was just leaving myself a a voice message on my answering machine so that when I get home, I can be encouraged. (laughs) Jim, he really took that literally to encourage yourself in the Lord. (laughs) But, uh, But the truth is that we all need encouragement from time to time. We need that from the Lord, and we need that really from the people who are around us too. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of encouragement um, that is temporary or fleeting. Not the kind of encouragement that puffs up our ego or you know makes us feel better than we really are. I have had moments in my life where I think somebody meant to be encouraging Uh, in in my former church, that's been a long time ago now, but for a series of of Sundays, we had a newer lady come into our church, and as I would leave uh, the back of the auditorium when church was over, she would say, Pastor, that was a very warm sermon and uh and i and i thought it was a little odd um, and then the next week i would leave and she would say pastor that was a warm sermon and uh then another week oh pastor that was that was one of the warmest sermons ever and so finally i just had to ask the question what what do you mean when you say that was a warm sermon She said oh it's, it's not that complicated it just means it's not so hot <laughs> a not-so-hot sermon, and uh, to be sure, I have preached many uh, not-so-hot sermons, but we we do, we need some encouragement, not veiled encouragement like that, not (laughs) passive-aggressive encouragement, but the kind of encouragement that helps us to know, not that we're good preachers, not that, you know, we have a powerful word, or or anything like that. We need the kind of encouragement that says to us, hey, what you're doing actually matters. It makes a difference. And I don't think it matters how old you get. I think we still need to be reminded that what it is that we're doing makes a difference. And you don't have to fill a pulpit to do that. I have people in my family. I know people who are in all kind of vocations, you know, teachers and coaches and uh, city employees and you name it. And I know I'm just like you do. And everybody needs to be reminded that what they do uh, is important and really who they are is important. We need that kind of encouragement. Um, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who has been preaching for decades longer than I have. And he said to me, you know, I just, I just felt like my message this week fell flat. It didn't feel like it even got above the ceiling and the people's eyes were glazed over. (laughs) If you, Hey, if you're a preacher, you know, that look, you know, exactly what that looks and feels like. And so he didn't need to hear in that moment, some, some false, uh, uh, you know, encouragement for me. It says, oh, I'm sure you were just mistaken, blah, blah, blah. No, what you need to hear in that moment is, hey, listen, You, you prepared that sermon. You prayed over it. You prayed over the people. You studied. You asked God to speak to you. And I'm sure God did speak to people. I'm sure that the Lord accomplished more than you think he accomplished. What you said and how you said it and what you did matters. It matters to God and it matters to the church. You know, we need that kind of encouragement. Luckily, not luckily, providentially, God is described as the God of all comfort. The book of Second Corinthians has something uh, unique to say about this. And I want to read it to you from a couple of different translations. The first one comes from the ESV, Second Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, starting in verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. That word comfort there denotes encouragement, the God of encouragement, the God of consolation, the God who urges us on. Verse 4. Who comforts us in all of our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort also. And let me read to you from the message paraphrase, because I think it kind of clarifies a little bit. Second Corinthians chapter 1, 3-5 All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of His healing comfort. We get a full measure of that, too. Doesn't that just, uh that says it just like I, I needed to hear it. That God, the God of all comfort, comes alongside us in those moments when life has been tough, when ministry has been tough, when time has been short, when relationships have been difficult, when when church has been hard. You know, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this, the last two or three years, have just been hard they've just been hard and they've been hard in in a lot of different ways for some they've it's been very hard financially certainly for most all of us it's been hard uh, numerically with people in and out of the church it's been hard technologically because we've had to lean into technology maybe maybe some people more than they're comfortable with and over the past uh, little while, people have just taken this time uh, with COVID and all the other stuff. They It's been sort of a reset for the church. If people were thinking about leaving and going somewhere else, this was a good time for them to do that. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, churches have been, have been shuffled around, and a few left this church and went to that one, and a few left that one and came over to the other one, and... It's just been a really weird, hard season, and we we need the encouragement of the Lord. And I'm so thankful that in prayer and in Scripture, time with God, through hymns and songs and in all kind of different ways, God encourages us. He gives us enough just to make it one more week. But for me in my life, uh, and maybe I'm unique in this, I don't think so, but It seems to me that one of the chief ways that God uses to encourage me to keep me going is through other people. And sometimes that comes through words. Sometimes that comes through actions or, you know, a note or an email. God uses those things in tremendous ways. And I want you to understand just how powerful a word an email a couple of lines to somebody we we may think that, that those things would be just small little things but to somebody who's dying to somebody who is withering to somebody who is you know not flourishing and is kind of languishing just a moment of encouragement can make all the difference and so not only does God want to do that for us, I know that the Holy Spirit wants to do that for someone else through us. Sometimes even in, in ways that we, we haven't considered. We, we didn't even think it was going to happen this way, but it does. I want to share with you uh, one, of, one of the best stories that's in my arsenal of stories. <laughs> I've told this through the years. And it is just, uh, a matter of fact, I told it a couple of weeks ago in our church, It is. Uh, it was a moment, really a life-changing moment uh, for me. And it starts back, uh, gosh, 22, 23 years ago when I was on staff at a church, a very large uh, church, a great church. But you know, sometimes in big churches, people have a hard time connecting with people and 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 what have you. So every big church um, fights against that. But we had this one couple in our church. They were Hungarian, and they had both survived World War II. And literally, they were chased out of Budapest and on foot, on foot, made it across border lines, and eventually migrated to the U.S. Their names were Paul and Elizabeth, and they were just tremendous people, wonderful people. They would have us over to their house, our our whole staff, they would invite us over there. And and Elizabeth was, uh, when it came to to hosting people, she was very formal. And so the fine china was out, and candles, and a several course meal. I mean, it was, it was exquisite. She went, she went all out on this thing. And she loved her pastors, especially our senior pastor. She loved him so much and rightfully so. And sometimes while she was in church, while we were right in the middle of church, I mean, we could be in the middle of worship. We could be in the middle of pastor's message. It didn't matter sometimes she would just get so overwhelmed and she would yell out from the congregation we love you pastor and everybody would turn around and look and you know kind of chuckle and giggle and pastor would always say oh elizabeth we love you too she was a very special woman and you know as as it happens we uh, we went on to a different ministry from that church. We we were doing youth ministry there, and we left there and started church planting. And uh, we had been church planters for several years, and I was in my office one morning, just kind of minding my own business, and uh, I just felt that little whisper of the Holy Spirit, and my mind was stirred up towards this lady, Elizabeth, and... I didn't know how to get in touch with her, so I called the church office at the church that we had been at, and uh, they said, yes, we have her information. She doesn't attend church here anymore, but uh, anyway, they gave me her number, and and I called her. She, she answered the phone. I said, Elizabeth, yes. I said, this is Pastor Spivey. How are you? And she couldn't quite put together who I was, and where I was calling from and those kind of things. So I gave her a couple of prompts. And finally, you know, the the cogs all came together. And she said, oh, Pastor Spivey, I love you, Pastor. (laughs) I said, oh, Elizabeth, I love you too. And um, so we had some small talk there for a few minutes. I really, I just called to see how she was doing and maybe to have prayer with her. And we got a few minutes into the conversation, and she said, Pastor, I, I guess you're calling because you heard that Paul died. And I said, No, Elizabeth, I had not heard that Paul died. And she said, Yeah, it's been a little over a year since he died. And uh, she said, just, just yesterday morning, I was cry- I was crying. I was praying to the Lord. She said, you know, I I know that you're supposed to be sad, and you're supposed to grieve when people die, but every day for a year now, I have cried, and I came before the Lord yesterday, and I said, God, have you forgotten me? And then she said, this morning, God loves me so much that he had you give me a call. Just to encourage me and boy in that moment the encouragement that I intended to call and give her was turned right back around on me in that moment I was so encouraged in the Lord that number one hey maybe I really can hear from God (laughs) maybe maybe I haven't grown dull to the voice of the Spirit of God and secondly that God would use us in, in any measure is a, a beautiful and a humbling thing. And in that moment, I was just overwhelmed with encouragement from the Lord. And I prayed for Elizabeth, and we cried together, and I haven't talked to her since. I, I don't even know what's going on in her world. But I know that in that moment, boy, mutual encouragement came, and it was an, an incredible, incredible moment. Listen, it, it is in unexpected times, and sometimes in unexpected ways, that God comes to us and encourages us, and you never know what it is that God will use. I've been reading in my in my reading time about the life of Elijah, and for Elijah, as he's running from, from Jezebel and Ahab, he, he finds himself completely worn out, laying under a tree, ready to die. He tells God, I'm ready to die. And the scripture says that he woke up and an an angel had baked a cake and there was some water there. That's what encouragement looked like for Elijah. For you, it may look like something totally different, but I do know this. I do know that when you and I choose to be intentional about encouragement, when we sow encouragement, I can promise you, that you will reap encouragement in your life. If you would be willing just to try to hear the voice of the Spirit, if you'd be willing just to extend God's voice through you into somebody else, if you'd be willing just to sit down and type an email or, or write a, a note card or a postcard or something like that, you, you might be completely surprised how God would encourage you in that if you need, especially if you need some encouragement, let me encourage you today to be an encourager. Take five minutes, take 10 minutes, and do something that'll encourage somebody else, and that encouragement will come right back on you. I hope this has been good for you. It's good for me just to get it out from time to time, and uh, I want to be an encourager to you. I love you. I appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time uh, to listen, and um uh, be an encourager this week. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Thriving Pastors podcast. I know that there are a multitude of people and podcasts to choose from, so I really appreciate you spending some time with me. If you've enjoyed the content, please feel free to share it with those that you think might benefit from it. And if you don't mind, go and check out my website for the Thriving Pastors Initiative at the TPI.org. That is T H E T P I.org. We've got new cohorts that are forming all the time, and I'd love to walk with you on your journey. May the Lord bless you today.